rap game changed with one name. Jews aim to slain anything on this plane. Remains are found when the best kept secret get heated. You went platinum with a ghostwriter, so in the game you won, you cheated. My slang banging, you need it. Man enough to pull a gun, be man enough to squeeze it. Down if you don't believe it. Anything to do with millions, I'ma be with it. Hats off to the hardcore niggas, fuck the rest. And my guess, y'all useless, just talking music. Never mistake me for a fake MC, you got the wrong identity. Hello, and welcome to Last Guys Off the Bench, a podcast where you get expert NBA analysis from expert lifetime benchwarmers. My name's Darcy, and we have a few of my 76ers pals on with Juan and I to rank Allen Iverson's teammates as a 76er and what we like and don't like about this year's 76ers team. So without further ado, let's deep dive into whether Royal Ivy or Kevin Ollie was the best third-string point guard AI played with as a Sixer. This episode was recorded on Friday, April 10th. We hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. For number one. No. For the impact he's had on the city. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. I mean Oh my god. All right. Let I mean, me do can, this. Let me do this real quick. You can pick whoever you want. It's like it's not like it has to be in any particular order. It's not like they're looking for us for like expert opinions at least. Yeah, I mean we're just not gonna like, fucking slay you. No, right. no, because I'm literally looking at because I used to watch him every single game. Oh my god. <laughs> Hold on, I hold, on. Hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me do an intro real quick because this is like okay. outrageous. All right. Uh, all right. I'm going to try not to laugh through this, but it's going to be really hard because Nate, yours is wild. I'm not picking Aaron McKee. No, you have to now. No. All right. The all right. impact. <laughs> the impact the on the city. city. My name here. All right, first we got Juan with us. Juan holds the record for charges taken in an intramural basketball game at American University in the co-ed division with 11. Juan also serves as a mentor to LeVar Ball in the pricing of Big Baller brand shoes. Juan, how are you? I'm doing all right. And I just want to say on the record that all those charges were against girls. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> we got to dive into why you have big baller branches. For another day. Another day. All right. We also have Donnie, a three-time champion of the one-on-zero annual Oak Hill Classic, crossing up several cones on his way to victory. And through sheer will, he participated in the Tim Gully three-on-three tournament and still holds the record in the Tim Gully tournament for the most hockey assists, a stat only he was counting. Donnie, what's happening? Just chilling, Dars. And I would like to say, Nate is the other half of the Got Your by Daryl crew. And um, <laughs> I see the thing. Nate and AJ got fucking bamboozled by that fucking Euro. So, did AJ say I kicked him in the nuts? Because I definitely punched him. I was going for the ball and I punched him in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, so, like they say that it was like, you know, like Dwayne Wade and Mano Ginobili who invented the Euro. I think it was Daryl that day. <laughs> yeah, I think it was 53 year old Daryl who never traveled and definitely Europe. took a gather step and then a Euroed. And then yeah. it was just, yeah. as Josh would say, a gather step, you know. And then also it was just Draymond's yeah, a Hall of yeah. Famer. A gather into the gather. <laughs> a gather, yeah. Nate, can't forget about you, man. It's good to see you. Nate is best known for his dirty tactics in Goldeneye, including but not limited to screen looking and camping body armor. Carrying an entire GameCube with Dave Miro's BMX Tour video game and a can of SpaghettiOs in the world's smallest backpack. 
And as a two-time defending champion in the big gyms, three-on-three, 14 and under division as a 29 and 30-year-old, where he received the nickname Nate the Great with a paper plate for his ability to always use paper over plastic during timeouts. Nate, what's going on? It's a pleasure to be here, linking up coast to coast, just like our game. Yeah, bring it. Bring <laughs> up, uh, coast to coast. Bring it just back like out of the. McKee, what's up? Just like Aaron McKee. <laughs> well, I'm honestly, this is going to be tough, guys. This is going to be tough because Iverson didn't have shit to play with. It, I mean, these these rosters are some of the worst I've ever seen. Just looking at these rosters, Iverson had. They're trash. I don't know how I used to watch every game too. Yeah, like it's like crazy. Like you like look back at that, and there's like a bunch of people always saying like how like LeBron didn't have anyone like. No, nah, dude. Like, miles above what Iverson had. Yeah. Like, <laughs> those teams are terrible. Not saying Iverson was as good as LeBron ever in his career. He was, like, way less efficient. It just wasn't as good. But, I mean, he had, you know, like, Zeldrunas, Ogalskis, like, Larry Hughes. On, like, at least he had players that were at least competent that could. Or all stars. Those court. were all stars. Yeah. Like, they could actually do things on the court. Yeah. Iverson's teams were, I mean, like, you look at. Just like the stat lines, if you didn't even look at like who the players were, just the stat lines. The stat lines are terrible. You know, like mm-hmm. they're like ten and seven at their absolute peak. Like you know, it's like, like he's yeah. averaging thirty points and everyone else is averaging eight. It's like it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. He would play all game, man. He was like a freaking warrior. Yeah. He, would, he would play all game every <laughs> game. He was a gun. Like I used to think when I used to watch him, I was like, this guy is a complete gun. But if you look at the team, it's like I mean, he had to. You can't trust Eric Snow to. You know, get like 15 for you on any given night. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's bad. It's real bad. Fun. And you might laugh at Aaron McKee because, but there's not much better. <laughs> Donnie, who was the best player in that <laughs> you brought up? The, I don't remember his name anymore. The 97 team. Oh, the 97 team. <laughs> it was almost Tom Chambers, but only played one game. Um, <laughs> 97, I mean, you got Jim Jackson, you got. Joe Smith, Eric Montross. I mean. No, who was that guy? Oh, no, maybe it wasn't that team. It was like, what was the year where it was like some random guy that I'd never heard of? Kenny Thomas, maybe? I mean, you know, Kenny Thomas was amazing. You know, know, like two or three years. And, of course, Nate would know who that is. Uh, I want to hear your take on Kenny Thomas. And first, tell us who he was. Didn't he come from the Suns? Right? Tim Thomas? (laughs) No, Kenny (laughs) – I remember Kenny Thomas. He had three kids. He averaged nine points, <laughs> seven assists. I don't know. Nate, what was like Mark Zumoff's like, you know, like thing for Kenny Thomas? Was it like King Kenny with the two or, you know, like what was <laughs> <laughs> Lock your doors. We're coming in for a landing. <laughs> Mark Zumoff, best announcer in the game. Hmm. Yeah, I see that by Jermaine Jones, you know. The Pennsylvania I mean, folk, they're going to love this. Yeah, everybody else is going to be like, who the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> 2003-04-season, I would, I would say Kenny had a great year. You know, he had 13.6 points and, you know, like 10 rebounds. I mean, I mean can he you find – I mean, is there anybody better, honestly? I mean that's – a, That's a good question, Darcy, we're going to find out today. <laughs> we're going to find out today. We're going to find out today. <laughs> All right. Y'all want to draft these top 20 players? Absolutely. Juan, you think I should give a little intro into what the fuck we're doing? 
uh, yeah, you can do it now. You can do it later. But uh, I think you, you you have to explain the premise that we're doing this because he's known like he had horribly bad teams. <laughs> yeah, like it'd be no fun to do like best Lakers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would be fun, but it'd be fun for a different reason. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You'd be like, is Gil Goodrich better than? <laughs> yeah. Not sure. That actually would be pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> so it is it be best, more fun? <laughs> best player he played with, essentially. Yeah. Basically. That's, okay. Yeah. That's, it doesn't that's really matter how long. Are you doing well, how long? Though, because you can't just look at like, you know, like the best player of all time. Right. Go like I mean like Tom Chambers might be the best of all time. It's like their that best season that they had with Iverson. Okay. But just because you pick like oh one whatever doesn't mean that I can pick the same player of a different year though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So we're gonna draft these top twenty, Nate. How you feeling? Feeling pretty good. I'm not going with Aaron McKee though. <laughs> going with George Lynch all the way. <laughs> all right. But it's you tough. You want to start us off, man? Who would be your right. first pick? All right. So, if we were if we were picking Allen Iverson's best teammates. In this so with the first pick for Allen Iverson's best teammate during his tenure with the Sixers, I'm going to go with Jerry Stackhouse. Mm. 96-97 Stackhouse? Yes. And even though he wasn't there through the good years, because they had crappy years till 2000, yeah, well, they, they traded him because Iverson 2000. didn't want to play with him, right? Right. And didn't he go to the Hornets? <laughs> no, he went to uh, he went to the Pistons, right? Yeah. Okay. Played with Grant Hill. So I'd have to go with Jerry Sackhouse. It was close between him and McKee because I think McKee's a better influence <laughs> on the city, but. <laughs> what does that mean? Why? why? What? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> He's a good role model. I mean, oh my god, inspiration. I mean, we all know everything that Aaron McKee did outside of basketball. Like everyone knows that, so yeah. It goes unsaid. Yeah, exactly. So actually, ironically, uh, Jerry Stackhouse was actually traded in exchange for Theo Ratliff and Aaron McKee, who we're going to be hearing of both of those guys probably pretty soon here. <laughs> yeah, uh, Larry Brown or uh, Billy. King, oh, fucking Billy King, man. Worst GM. Uh, Larry Brown's quote, I was hopeful Jerry and Allen could get together, but after I watched us play as a team, I didn't think it was going to work out. Larry Brown, everybody. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Actually, Larry Brown did once say, LB. you know, the you know, sports don't build character, they reveal it. He was definitely real. <laughs> Larry Brown, I mean, you mean Charlie Bowen said that, and Larry Brown said that. No, I mean, the Charlie Bone handed out a flyer with Larry Brown's boots. <laughs> Good times. No, a of honey. Yeah, I don't think you're going to find much argument here in the, in the Jerry Stackhouse realm, man. That's a good pick. That's, that's Thank you. That's at the top of my board. So. I'm going to have to completely redo my draft strategy. <laughs> <laughs> Don, who would you pick second? I think I'm going to go with maybe a sleeper here. I don't know. But I'm going to have to go with Theo Ratliff at number two. Ooh, um, it's going to be the 2000-2001 Theo Ratliff. He averaged 12.4 points, 3.7 blocks, and eight boards. I mean, like 3.7 blocks in itself is pretty incredible. Yeah, that's wild. 
and to this day, and this was me and my dad back in, you know, when I was 10 years old in 2000. Uh, you know, when they made that trade from Matumbo, I thought it was one of the worst trades they could make because Theo Alec was a complete beast, man. I mean, he's getting like 3.7 blocks. That's pretty good. Donnie, I know we were just talking about this, um, but if you look at Kukoc's year before when they had got Kukoc in uh, 99-00. Yeah. And he was playing pretty well. He was averaging like, I don't know, 11, 12, 13 points a game. And then the year after, he kind of dipped off. And I, I think that was a big reason that they ended up trading for Matumbo. I think if Kukoc is playing well, Ratliff's already playing well, do they trade both those guys for Matumbo? I don't, I don't know if that, that's the way they go. What do you think, Nate? Sorry, I'm just looking at the next one. <laughs> <laughs> don't disrespect the Ratliff like that, Nate. I just figured you had a Matumbo take, but. I don't really, I see, because I am big on the Samuel Dallenbear train. I always love Samuel <laughs> Dallenbear, so like. He's the only guy on that train, but yeah. It, it went Ratliff <laughs> and then Dallenbear. What? I like, no, well, of people I remember. I don't remember uh, okay. Matumbo as much, even though he's big on that team. Yeah, I mean, was he, I think he was there the year after, and that might have been it. It's like they made the trade to stop Shaq, I believe. Like, that's what I remember. They were like, yeah, we need the Shaq stopper this year. If we make the finals, we ended up making the finals. But yeah, obviously, don't want to happen when he got elbowed in the face and just completely wrecked. But yeah, he was like, oh, he's a fucking twig. I think the Theo Ralph could have been the same job. Yeah. Who was the big guy that we, that we, no, like the big, chunky guy? Todd McCullough? Yeah. Yeah, like Todd McCullough. No, Black. Weatherspoon? He was black. I can't remember him. He was like big. What? Daryl Dawkins? No. Dawkins. Moses Malone? I can't think of the name Tyrone of the player. Hill? He was he's up no. Jermaine Jones? No. Ozzy Muhammad? Ozzy Muhammad, yeah. No. I, I didn't know he was on that team. Theo <laughs> Full circle. Uh, Kenny Thomas? Thomas? Yeah. <laughs> and, but he was like fat. Like really fat, and I can't think of his name right now. Like Derek Coleman, <laughs> Tractor Trailer. <laughs> yes, Tractor Trailer. Who was that? Oh, Tractor Trailer. That's what who was. Name? I kind of forget. Uh, I have no idea who you're talking about. Because he was on around that time. It was around the Theo Ratliff. Did Robert Trailer? Robert Taylor. Robert Trailer. Trailer. Yes. Yeah. Robert Trailer. Or maybe he wasn't even on the Sixers. He never he played for the Sixers. <laughs> Did he play for the Nets? No. no. He played in the NBA. Close enough. All right. Uh, Juan, who you... I took us on a bunny trail. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, Juan, who are you going with, man? What's your third pick here? So we got uh, – so far, our first pick was 96-97, Stackhouse, 0001, Ratliff is number two. Who's your third pick? Oof, you know, a lot of choices to go with here, but, uh, you know, maybe I'm just looking too much at these paper stats, but I'm going to go with 05, 06, 43% field goal percentage, Chris Weber. Yeah, that's a good answer, man. That's that was yeah. who I was going to select. So. I mean, he was pretty he was, solid. He was I, completely washed, but, like, he really did put, he put up good numbers. I mean, it looks nice. Yeah. He was a good player. He was always just kind of a bit of a head case. Oh, my gosh. He was in Sacramento. 
Yeah, I mean, he was pretty shook too when he called that timeout against North Carolina. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the bench definitely didn't tell him that they had timeouts. So, dude, he shot eight for nineteen. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> well, that team ended up. Uh, I, I don't think they made the playoffs that year. Let's see. That was a Mo Cheeks year. We had like Brown was. I think Larry Brown was gone for the past like two years. And yeah, thirty-eight and forty-four was the record. Yeah. Well, I'm picking a. Uh, Nate's mom's man. Uh, oh. I'm picking Derek Coleman, 96-97, Derek Coleman. Because um, he was hey, your mom beat it, Derek Coleman? Yes, she did. Briefly. <laughs> Briefly. <laughs> yeah, they still get together every once in a while for tea and crimpets. How do you know? I'm taking DC, and it's not even close, man. That's a good choice. He's 18-10. He almost – three and a half assists, you know, over a block. Like, he was a beast that year. Got to go with him. Do you remember what happened? He left for he left for a while, right? And then he came back. He was on the Sixers teams later. Yeah, it looks like he was on the early Sixers, then left. I don't know where he went, but actually, let's see where he went. Where did he go? If he went to the kitchen to eat because he got really fat. <laughs> he went to New Jersey. He went to – was that the Charlotte Hornets? Yeah. Had a really bad year in Charlotte before he came to the Sixers. That's why the Sixers got him, you know. <laughs> They usually wait until someone is, you know, just about washed, and they pay more money. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> As we see with Elton Brand, that was uh, that was, no, a, that was not the classic. Epic. That was bad. One Andrew Bynum, they signed Andrew Bynum, and his knee just like exploded <laughs> from salsa dancing <laughs> and bowling. Salsa dancing <laughs> with your mom and bowling. Yes, hey, who you got, man? I honestly feel like I might lean towards, and I'm going to look at stats here and probably regret it, is Keith Van Horn. What? No. Which year? Keith oh, Van Horn? That's what, I'm, that's what I'm looking. He averaged 20 the one year, didn't he? He had a, he had a pretty good year when he was before all the injuries. Yeah, there he is. So he's on the 0203 team. Yeah. I mean, they had a good year. Finished. They had forty-eight wins. Yeah. He had fifteen point nine points per game. One point three assists. Yeah. Seven rebounds. And he was white. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's not many white players. There's not many white players. You got to represent. Oh, you still had Kenny Thomas on this team, you know, Nate's boy, Kenny. Yes. And this Tom team, with this a little team toe. is trash. I don't know how this team won 44 games or 48 games. I think Eric Snow was one of the most frustrating players. I mean, he like his jumper was terrible. Like his feet. Honestly, I don't. I don't think he stopped 20. Like whoever both, takes him is getting slayed. Both feet would touch his butt every time he shot. First, somehow his feet touched his butt every time. He was. He has the layup in real life. He had the layup that you would do in NBA 2K1, where you'd like, kind of like suspended <laughs> in motion. <laughs> the layup. It was terrible. The fundamental two-handed layup. You know. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> have you seen uh, what he looks like now? He's like huge. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I haven't. You got a Google pick, Nate. You'll be blown no. away. He's huge. Eric Snow now. now. <laughs> Nate's like his history is like. Eric Snow naked. Eric Snow. 
Eric Snow weight loss program. <laughs> Eric Snow weight gain program. Oh my. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> Speed can't touch his butt now. Was Van Horn on okay wait. He was just on the O two O three team, right? Did he get drafted and traded? Well, he got, yeah, drafted, he got traded by Sixers. In the draft to the Nets. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Who's next, man? Is it Donnie? Yeah, it's me. Uh, like Matt Harpring is really calling my name here. Yo, yes, but, that was that was what I was gonna take. No way. Uh, I'm gonna have to go for Dikembe Mutombo. Oh my uh, god. Yeah, two year. You know, uh, average 11.5 points, 10.8 rebounds, 2.4 blocks. Even though, like I said before, I thought it was a really stupid trade. He's still, you know, like really good defensive player. So, yeah, uh, got to go with Dikembe. And his voice is still hilarious to this day. He's, he's been in the U.S. for about 20 years, and he still sounds like he was came <laughs> over probably last year. So, and it's so deep. Just a great voice. Yeah, I just like – I don't know. He was just one of those guys that like – they never had anybody with Iverson who could actually score. You know, like that just – I felt like fit really nicely with them. I don't know if anyone would have fit with Iverson that could score, though. It's like you really think about like how he used to play. If you go back and watch, you know, watch the actual games, not just the highlights, it's kind of like, you know, the Rockets today. If it was yeah. just, you know, like just yeah. – just like, you know, run down and just gun. So – yeah, I mean, he's an incredible player. The good, the good opportunity there. To yeah. I mean, like Larry Hughes was was a guy like that that they could have used together. They just didn't mesh, and Larry Hughes, you know, obviously Larry Hughes just wasn't as talented as Jerry Stackhouse. But Larry, Larry Hughes is nasty, though, man. He was underrated. Yeah, when he was younger, he was he was good. He's definitely going to be in the top twenty. Yeah, he's going to be over McKee for sure. <laughs> <laughs> or is he Juan? Who do you got next, man? So we got. Um, We've done six so far, and this is the seventh pick. All right. Uh, it's kind of tough. You know, everyone's just starting to get pretty mediocre real quick. <laughs> uh, Are you taking Willie Green here? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, John I'm, Salmons? <laughs> uh, Samuel Dallenberg? I think I'm going to have to – I don't know. I don't know what's out there, man. I think I'm just going to have to go with Aaron McKee already. Oh, no. I, I got to do it. influence on the city. It, it's just <laughs> – when I take into consideration his influence on the city, I just I have to. <laughs> Specifically, 0102. That was his biggest influence. Mm. You know what? Was he, he was shooting 40% from three. That's elite for mm-hmm. early 2000s. Got to give it to him. And where's Corver at? I mean, he's like rolling in his like sleep right now. Like, pick me, please. I was, <laughs> it, was, it was close, you know? It was close. Corbett's up there, you know. Is uh, that he's about to get year, picked. He was pretty good. Yeah. He's about to get picked. Yeah, I was thinking about Corver, but I'm definitely taking Matt Harpring here, and it's like no contest. <laughs> that man. It's no contest. Was nasty. No contest. <laughs> nasty. Nasty. If they had him the year before, I think they win the chip. But he was on the 0102. 0102, yeah. Which this team is pretty good. I mean. I mean, like, how tall is Matt Harpring? I don't know, like six six, right? No, I thought he was bigger oh, than me. Six, they seven. only averaged like four point six rebounds, but I guess I'm thinking of maybe a like I could be thinking of a totally different player. I mean, there were a lot of Matt Harpering looking guys <laughs> in uh, in, in uh, the early two thousands. So 
Oh, I know. Matt Harper had he was averaging twelve and seven. Oh, I was looking at the wrong one. Yeah, I was looking at what year was that? Oh, oh two or oh one oh two. Yeah. This was when they started like, oh, like we need a second scorer. I felt like I kept hearing that with Iverson. We need somebody who else who else can score. And they ended up getting like Harpering, and then they went with uh, Van Horn, and then they went Glenn Robinson, then they went Weber, and it was like, what the fuck is going on? Those couple years in a row. <laughs> and then after that, they were like, you know what? We should probably just keep Van Vontigo Cummings and really give her him more playing time. <laughs> they're like, you know, they, no one knows who Vontigo Cummings is. Yeah, no, yeah, you're not listening. You got you to Google it, man. He's, he's a beast. But I'm going Harpering here. All right. 0102 Harpering. Juan, who did you just pick before? Uh, Aaron McKee. Aaron McKee. 0102. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, 0102. Controversial, man. All right. Upside. Nate. All right. Um, actually, before, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we'll oh, no, you can. the top 10. No, no, I was going to recap. At the t- I'll do the top 10. And what number is this? this is pick number nine. Who are you going with, man? George All right. Well, before, now, before I start, um, does everybody, can you unplug your fire alarms above you? Do, does anybody have fire alarms near them? Because with the number me. nine pick, I'm going to go with some instant Corver. Oh. <laughs> K squared equals three. K squared equals three. Instant Corver, the impact he brought that season coming out as a rookie or his second year, I think, actually. Yeah. That year. He averaged 11.5 points a game, shooting over 40% from three. I got to go with instant Corver, baby. Yeah, he was nasty. He's just ruining my draft, man. Got to make some calls. He must have been close to a 50-40-90. I don't know. Uh, That season? Just lower, yeah. He was a beast, though, man. That team was fun. That last year, that was the last year Iverson was on the team, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And he looked awkward when he came in the league. Iverson or Corver? Corver. Yeah. Ashton Kutcher? Yes. Yeah. He got a whole makeover like that first or second season. Yeah, he, did, he got some work done. Now he looks like Ashton. Yeah. K-squared equals three. Donnie's scrambling right now. He's like, yeah. who do I go? Yeah, Donnie, <laughs> what do I do? Oh, man. Corver, that's who I, you know, that's who I was coming. <laughs> uh, I think. You're on the clock, buddy. I think just looking around mm-hmm. here. It's tough, but I think I'm going to have to go with Andre Godella. And sure. I mean, you still have John Salmons, Willie Green, <laughs> Kevin Ollie. You know, that's yeah. Kenny that's Thomas. True. I'm going to have to go with the 0506 Andre. You know, he started 82 games. He averaged 12.3 points, 5.9 boards. It's a defensive, like, beast. I'm just going to go with Andre Godella. Could, couldn't shoot worth a lick. I mean – he was their go-to guy from about probably 2007 to 2000, what, like 12? Until he got traded, yeah. He, he was, was the definitely the third best player on a team. So, yeah, that well, just shows how good those teams were. Just, I just remember, like, having those conversations about, yeah, exactly. Uh, like, he would be the best – like, he'd be the best third option or fourth option mm-hmm. on the championship. I remember team. And then all of a sudden, there he was with the Warriors. Cause he's it annoys the hell out of me that he won the freaking – MVP. Finals MVP. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so lame, man. Get the hell out of here. I mean, in his tenure, I've never seen someone brick more of just like straight on threes. Just like wide open threes. Yeah, just like straight and, on two. Just like the easiest three you could make. Just and, and he complained to the media about it, like at the end of his tenure with the Sixers, that he wasn't getting enough threes. Yeah, that's ridiculous. They weren't letting him shoot enough. He was dookie, man. The fact that he's 10 on this mm-hmm. list is embarrassing for him. He's annoying as hell to watch. <laughs> 
Yeah. And he talks like the ass. <laughs> but he doesn't talk like Evan Turner. <laughs> I was going to say, Evan Turner came to mind. <laughs> Sesame Street character, Evan Turner. Yeah. yeah his voice is wild. Evan Turner. Dude, you know what, though? What's sad is that like, he might, Andre Agudaga might be a Hall of Famer, and that's like fucking embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I think he is a Hall of Famer. Honestly. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. He, I think he's going to make it. I don't think he, like, you know. He should. Hall of Fame is a, a joke in too many ways. Again, if Draymond Green's getting in, who else is getting in, right? Yeah, like, I like, wish I was there for that podcast. What's that? I wish I was there for that podcast. I listened to those. I was sure I was pretty tilted about you know, Draymond Green. <laughs> Josh was getting wild. I think he was top He's heated. Uh, Nate, in case you you probably haven't heard this that episode, but we uh, called Josh randomly to like talk shit on Draymond and rank him. Does he uh, like Draymond? He loves he's, Draymond. He's a Draymond defender. Oh my! Uh, but he's a new he's a new age new age uh, fan. So this is true. stats and yeah. yeah. So we uh, I, what Juan and I, you and I were talking like I don't know he's top Draymond's maybe top fifty. Like if we were gonna like actually draft what time. That, this year, no, 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 no. This no, year, no, no. this year, this year, you're gonna, t- <laughs> you're gonna take. Like, I might take 49 players before I pick Draymond. That was like what we were. Well, talking yeah, about. we were talking to Darcy about this. So there's one player you doesn't bring up in your comparison. I would say the PJ Tucker. If you can just compare PJ Tucker to Draymond Green, are they a different player? Well, I think that. Yeah, he, so Darcy did tell me this, right? But I think what P.J. Tucker brings on offense, Draymond brings on defense, but equal caliber, if that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I think they're close. I think that if P.J. Tucker was on the, you know, the Warriors, I think that he would have, you know, got the same claim. And he probably would have punched, like, one less person than he knows. <laughs> yeah. Well, they might, have, they might have won the championship against the Cavs. If, there you uh, go. He would have made a three. Would. Yeah. <laughs> or he wouldn't have punched somebody else. Like, I know Josh was. Yeah. Was a dream on green. And since he can't be here, I just thought I would bring PJ Tucker on the mix. Come <laughs> <laughs> up, come up, come up. Uh, what are we at now? Let me recap the the top ten here before Juan. You before you make your pick. All right. We got a ninety six, ninety seven. Jerry Stackhouse going one. Oh 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 one. Theo Ratliff at two. Oh five oh six. Weber. He's pretty washed there, but he's going at three. Ninety six, ninety seven. Coleman. DC. 0203 Keith Van Horn. All these guys, man, they came a little too late, you know. Uh, 0102 Matumbo as the sixth pick. 0102 Mat- uh, wow. 0102 McKee as the seventh pick. 0102 Harpring, nasty. All these guys from 0102, but that team was trash. 0506 Corver and 0506 Andre Gudala. I'm just saying, so far, this is, this is top ten teammates in those years. How did he go to the finals? <laughs> How did he go to the finals? <laughs> Jerry Stackhouse, who didn't want to play with him. Theo Ratliff, who got traded that year. Chris Weber, who was completely washed. Complete, his knees were done. He was as bad as Elton Brand was after that Achilles. Derek Coleman, who was like on drugs and any number of other things, and like with Nate's mom just hanging out. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Keith Van Horn, washed by that point. You know, he was already on the tail end of his career. Matumbo. Uh, this is crazy. Kenny Thomas. <laughs> Matt Harpring. The fact that Matt Harpring is in this top 10 is like ridiculous. Top 10. Yeah. And Andre Goodall, rookie year, makes rounds up the top 10. So, so should we stop so. now? 
Yeah. Was it really? Yep. Wow. I mean, he was like a totally different player of sophomore year. You can see from the stats. Obviously. Obviously. All right. Yeah. Juan, it's your pick, right? Yes, sir. Where are you going? You know, this is really tough. I'm really debating between Monty Williams and Tyrone Hill. Monty Williams? Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to have to go was, with my. No, wait, hold on a second. Let's just take a second, real quick. Because Monty Williams on the 97 98 Spurs was absolute trash. <laughs> he was on that team? <laughs> on 2K, he was on that team, and he was terrible. Uh, but on yeah. the 94 Knicks, he's pretty good. All right. Anyways. But I'm going to have to go with uh, 2015-2016 Eric Snow. Or wait, what? <laughs> like fat what, Eric Snow. What, what year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. I was so broke. Just kidding. 0203 Eric Snow. Just, he wasn't good enough to be top 10, but he deserves to be in there. Okay, so let's talk about Eric Snow real quick. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, we already, we already made fun of his layup, but he was fucking terrible. He was – Nate said it earlier. He was one of the most frustrating players to watch, man. And they just suck with him every They just, like, kept him for years. Yeah. I mean, but, I if there's anyone I associate I God. with those Sixers teams with Allen Iverson, it's Eric Snow. <laughs> I don't agree <laughs> More with than you. anyone else. Yeah. I mean, like, I do associate these things with Eric Snow, and I think that he stayed around for so long just because Iverson knew that he was going to get the ball every time. He, like, he knew that Eric That's Snow true. was going to uh, really take the ball and shoot. Did he ever shoot threes, Eric Snow? No, he can't. He can't no shoot threes. No way. He, okay, so the year that Juan just picked, Eric Snow, he shot 21% from three. <laughs> On four attempts a game. Yeah. No, he, he, you saw it's, how he shot at the free throw line. He could barely move. I am. He shot 85% from the free throw line that year, though. Uh, I just meant like the way, like if he like pulled up for a jumper, like yeah. around that area. It was <laughs> like a really like robotic player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, super robotic. Two-handed layups, you know, like the corner jumper, and like corner of the foul line, not the corner of three. Yeah, that was yeah. – he's kind of like a pre-TG McConnell. Yeah. He was way worse than McConnell, I, I think. What, he was way better than McConnell, you said? I think McConnell's way better. Mm, I don't know. I think it's close. <laughs> that doesn't – that's still really bad for Eric Snow. You're like comparing <laughs> – you're comparing like third string versus the first string player. Oh, I'm comparing uh, – 2018-19 TJ McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that we're, <laughs> we're comparing the right years here. I know, TJ McConnell might be the best point guard that Iverson would have ever played with, right? What do you think, Nate? McConnell TJ McConnell would have been the... uh, <laughs> McConnell um, Stackhouse. Well, you can't count Stackhouse. <laughs> I mean, Larry Hughes is better than Eric Snow. Yeah, and McConnell was better than better stats. Honestly, McConnell might have been a Hall of Famer if he had played with Iverson for that amount of years, you know? That's oh, good my point. God. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Dude, these are bad, man. No. All right. What's if that? Sixers could have just traded Eric Snow for Andre Miller, that may have been a good combo. That would have been great. We could have used him there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great – especially, like, in the mid-2000s. Harrison yeah. was so trash, man. I hated watching him. <laughs> I don't blame anyone. I mean, like, he makes sense to go at 11 here. You know, I'm not trying to shit on your pick one, but fuck Eric Snow. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, for rec- for name brand recognition, you, right, you got to yeah. give it to him. <laughs> AI and Eric Snow. 
All right. Is it my pick? Did we already pick Theo Ratliff? You picked, you picked Theo Ratliff. Oh, yeah, number two, man. Yeah. Oh, come on. All right. Uh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go off the grid here, I think, a little bit uh, with a Showtime favorite. Oh, shit. Bruce Bowen was on the 99-2000 team? Hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he, he played like – Oh, he what, played 42 like games. Minutes? Seven minutes a game. Todd McCullough's there. Before he wrecked on the Spurs. It was like punching people in the nuts. We have uh, Bruce Bowen. <laughs> and we and today we have Bruce Bowen, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, Pick oh, man. Okay, so I'm struggling between Kukoc. What is that? What's going on? <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> All right. I'm between Tyrone Hill, Kukoc, and Matt Geiger. So you know we're getting down into the depths there. I'm uh, I'm gonna go uh, Matt Geiger in the lockout year. <laughs> Coming Ooh. in. Listen, listen to the stat real quick. All right. Guy, 13 and a half points you know seven rebounds he was um he was like a poor man's will purdue if you will you know really just diving deep a there. poor man's will purdue <laughs> yeah poor man's will purdue when was you know, his poor, last uh, year you know with a, the a very yeah this is no he was still on the Sixers after this yeah i think it was second uh, to last you know i i just he was great in showtime He's one of my favorite players in that game. You know, you gotta you gotta be Matt Geiger. Hits threes all the time in that game. Thirteen and a half points. Really bald. You know, really bald. Really bald. Um, yeah, he was pretty terrible, but okay. It's really starting to snowball here. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're go, we're we're taking a deep dive here, and I think I think Geiger might be. What is this? The twelfth pick. I think it might be the 12th pick. I'm going to go with Geiger in the lockout year. I'm officially marking this as the point where we've lost everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's it. From here on out, people are going to be like, who? Well, yeah, they heard, they started to hear Eric Snow and they were like, we got to turn this off. Right. I think that started with like the Eric McKee pick. I think they were like, who? All right. That was my way of identifying that from here on out, I won't know any Sixers players. Well, for for those who do know, I'm going to play a little video here. What player always made made noises like that? Did you hear that noise? No. (laughs) Oh, you didn't hear it? It was like echoing. I I couldn't really tell. The player always got rebounds. He was like, oh. Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson? Yeah. Mark Jackson. I like him. Who is that? I don't even know who he's that the is. Big, he does a post game for the Sixers right now. Or the pregame, halftime, post game. Uh, in, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh gosh. In 04 05, Mr. Mark Jackson, the center, averaged 12 points and five rebounds per game. But the noise he brought was very threatening. So like he brought a lot of like energy to the game. Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. I'm the other in this guy. You don't know Mark? He's on oh, the I need, I need a picture. pregame. Yo. Okay, I do know this guy. His best year was that year. Oh, yeah. And, and his rookie year, I guess. Wow. All right, that's that's a off the wall pick there. Mm-hmm. 0405 Jackson. Not this is not the point guard, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mark Jackson. Yeah. The and that was the Mark Jackson oh. you think it is. Oh. 
<laughs> Damn, we still haven't taken Dallander, um, which is, you know, Nate's boy. He yeah, is. Surprise. He got yeah. paid with the Knicks. So, Juan, who you got, man? Is it me? It's Donnie. Oh, it's Donnie. Donnie. It's Donnie. Yeah. Right. So, I'm trying to find the best year for this guy. And it's really tough right now, you know. <laughs> Tyrone Hill. A lot of tabs open here. <laughs> but I think I'm going to have to go for – I'm going to have to go for Kenny Thomas, King Kenny. No. Oh, three, oh, four, Kenny Thomas? You look at his career. I mean, he had some of the best years of his life as an NBA player for the 76ers. He was averaging about, you know, 13 points a game. Almost had a double-double the one year, I think. I mean <laughs> – like, I'm not sure what Mark's doing. Once had a, that sounds like one of our stat intros. He once had a double double. <laughs> not for the year, just once. Yeah, I mean, just a really solid play. Okay, I'm gonna have to go for 0304. I mean, he had 13.6 points, 10.1 rebounds, 0.4 blocks. I, I mean, okay. Oh, wait. this guy was the one who was traded for Chris Weber. He was like, it was him and like John Salmons, right? I mean, it's probably straight oh, up. Yes. Just as good as Chris Weber. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go for Kenny. I mean, King King Kenny, I think that was his nickname. I just made King that up. Kenny. I just made that up. <laughs> but it, it sounds right. So, yeah, I'm going to go for King Kenny here. Yeah, I like Fair it. Enough. That's good energy. Good energy. Mark Jackson was good energy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Hand down, man down, Mark Jackson. <laughs> Juan, who you got? All right. I think I'm uh, coming away with a steal here in the fourth round. Tyrone Hill. Don't say Glenn Robinson. <laughs> but I'm going to go with the uh, <laughs> 0304 Glenn Robinson. No! Oh! <laughs> who, who just made the – he just passed the halfway point of – because he played 42 games. So he just became eligible. Yeah, barely eligible but in this draft. Barely eligible. 16.6 points a game. He just two to turned one 19. Assist- <laughs> 31 years old, two to one assist to turnover ratio, you know, 80, 80% from the free throw line. You know, they had more time together. You could, you know, something could have happened there. I know we talked about how washed Chris Weber was, but Glenn Robinson takes the game. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. He, he was <laughs> so, that was so hyped up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like a big deal. I mean, to be fair, yeah, he used to kill the Sixers when he was on the box when he was actually good. Yeah. Like two years before that, he was like crushing them. He averaged all these players at the wrong times. He averaged over 20 points a game for like the first eight of his nine years in his career. You know what's crazy is? He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He honestly should be a Hall of Famer. I guess. He was good. He's going to be a Hall of Famer? Probably. Yeah, I don't think he deserves to be, but I think he will be. I mean, there are like a lot of Hall of Famers that shouldn't be Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Mitch Richmond line. If if you know, like if you're as good as Mitch Richmond, I guess you gotta get in. Well, yeah. He was definitely as good as Mitch Richmond, so Yeah. He's in there. All right, is it my pick? Yes, sir. Is this the last pick or or we still got one? Oh, we got one uh, more let's round. Get, let's get the twenty, man. Let's get the twenty. Uh it'll be easy to get the twenty. Yeah, we're we're it's gonna be really easy. <laughs> Samuel Dallenberg is on the edge of his seat. I mean, honestly, I think Tyrone Hill is a good pick here, but I'm kind of like back and forth between him and like Corey Blunt. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Dude, was Derek Coleman part of all of these years? No, he left for a couple of years. Um, mm. Went to the Hornets. Wait, Rodney Rogers on the Sixers? 
huge interesting match. fact yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go tyron hill the year before they won the chip so yeah yeah uh 99 tyron hill 12 points nine rebounds Solid. i'm embarrassed to say that he's being selected at all but because he was like i hated watching him play here we are he just like couldn't score. He was uh, all these guys, man. They just like couldn't score. They couldn't put it in the fucking hoop. Like you know what? I'm not taking. I'm taking Tony Kukoc. That no, that, too late. Uh, the year before, too late. Or the year after. Your pick was selected. Actually, I don't know if he, <laughs> okay. he qualified. I have a question for you guys, though. All right, Tyler. So every fan always hypes up their role players. Like they think they're better than every other team's role players. When really, like that, you could just take them or leave them if you're any other fan, right? So the question is, when you guys were living these the, through these years, were you like, oh, fuck yeah, or were you just like, yeah, whatever? Like, were they annoying then? Or do you look back on it and think, man, these guys sucked? Eric Snow, we knew, sucked. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the 05, 06 <laughs> teams, like, around that time, I was like, I would do anything for Iggy and Corver and Weber, Dalamare. Right, right. I probably yeah, was a pretty, like, pessimistic Sixers fan, so. yeah. There were like many teams. I would say like the teams we have now have been the ones that I've liked the most. Yeah. And this year, I might have hated more than most. But yeah, this year was this year was tough. Yeah, like when we used to have you know like Samuel Dallenberg, Thad Young, like those years. Those are the early years that I used to hate because I felt like we were Stuck. making the playoffs, but we weren't trying for anything more. It's kind of like uh, you know, like the Heat. Or like last year, you know, yeah. you're like buying all these expensive players, but you know you're not going to win, you know, like anything more than the first round. So it was a rough time for Philly. Yeah, because we got hit with Weber, who didn't pan out. Yeah. We got Brand, who didn't pa- pan out. Through all this time, we're getting To, who that all yeah. melted down, and we didn't do the Super Bowl. And then yeah, we get Andrew crazy. Bynum. <laughs> And then Joel B gets drafted, and he's injured for two years. Well, Andrew Bynum spawned the – well, actually, you could probably argue Elton Brand spawned the uh, process. Yeah. We signed him to a large contract. He didn't pan out. And then we traded for Andrew Bynum because we thought, oh, maybe we could – if we get get healthy Andrew Bynum, we go from a six seed to a two seed. And instead, he was just fucking garbage. Big if. It wasn't a big if then. He was like – He already had injury problems. I don't remember him having many injury problems. He had injury problems like the years before, but that last year at LA was his best year, I think. So yeah, he was a beast. He's kind of trending to be like – he's one of the top centers in the NBA at that point. Who do you so, rock really yeah, hard? Uh, when he played for Correa, LA. That, Correa. Yes, that's oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Just like that was a dirty play. That was, that was a dirty play. <laughs> All right, last round. Last pick. I'm going out. I'm going with my man Samuel D'Alembert. Nice. Who was French, but he came from Canada, I think. What year? And oh, what year for him? Yeah. Uh, it would have to be, I think, oh five, oh six, because he averaged seven point three points a game, eight point two rebounds, and two point four blocks per game. Which, when you go over two blocks, you're a beast. Yeah, two. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. And he didn't actually start playing basketball until, until the age year. of sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> until that he was year. playing. He played soccer up till then, and he just started playing basketball at sixteen. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it must have been that year. That was his first year playing. 
Oh, like real basketball? He didn't start playing until that year. Just fucking, yeah. He was playing Dreamcast before that. Yeah. From <laughs> age 16 to 22, he was playing Dreamcast. And then the past two years, he was on the Sixers. All right. I, the 0506 down there, that's respectable. That team was tough, man. But I don't think they're – let me check their record real quick. They, yeah, they were six under. Oh, they finished second yeah. in the division. I don't know what the hell was going on that year. It was a weird year, man. Because this they team didn't make the playoffs, good. right? I don't think so. We got. They we did better a, than. Actually, they did better than their expected win loss. So they were expected to win thirty-five. They won thirty-eight. So you that's got that crazy because their you. top. Uh, their top six are pretty tough. I hate to say that John Salmons is their top six, and that's pretty tough. <laughs> but, um, him and Dallenbear, Corver, Iggy, Chris Weber. Yeah, and but of course Iverson, who was, you know, all at the wrong years though. That's the problem. Yeah. You're going by name, dude. I know. Stuff. If only Willie Green had been playing a little longer, you know. If only. Quiz. Like, who's the assistant coach for right now? Willie Green. He's assistant coach right now. Yeah. The G League team. No, he's been for a few years. Like the G League team right now. The Golden State Warriors. He's been their assistant coach for like through all their championships. No, or way. a no assistant way. coach or yeah, a players like the coach. Last not, assistant coach. Not the but he's always on the bench because you see his big ass nose on the bench there. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's an assistant coach for the uh, Suns. Oh my god. He was on the Warriors though. Mm. Well, that's why they're not winning anymore. Probably not. Yeah, he groomed Draymond. All right. Donnie, who's your, what's your last pick, man? I think my last pick, I was between two. I was looking at Tal McCullough. He has <laughs> – I'm not going to pick him, but he now has a good uh, career in pinball. That's like a fun fact. But uh, I'm actually going to go for Larry Hughes. He didn't have a huge year at the Sixers. He averaged like 9.1 points. But just for respect on Larry Hughes' name, he was actually a good player. Um so I'm going to have to go for him. He was, he was like a dynamic scorer. He could score in a lot of different ways. Definitely didn't mesh with Iverson very well. That's why they got rid of him. But yeah. as he moved on with his career, he was definitely a pretty solid player. So Was that the – is that 99-00 or was that the year before? Yeah, I would, I would say 99-00 or 98-99. Yeah. You can choose either one. He did about the same in both years. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of those the players. pinball thing almost – like it almost took it over the top for me on Tom McCullough, but – <laughs> I never even play pinball, so I can't really say. And I was like an yeah. eye test. Todd McCullough never did shit when he was in the game. That's all I remember. He's like, <laughs> I think probably next to you know maybe like Brian Reeves or who's like the guy from Connecticut that got drafted really high. Oakland. I think uh, he might have been you know like the slowest player of all time. It's yeah, definitely. I mean, it makes sense that he's playing pinball now. I mean, he might have fast hands though. Here's fast hands on the table. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. Juan, who do you got? All right. This last pick, you know, I'm evaluating the draft board. I think I'm just going to go for my uh, guilty pleasure. I'm going to pick a 01, 02, Speedy Claxton. Yo, he was a beast, man. I loved watching him play. (laughs) 22 minutes per game. Uh, seven points a game, three assists, one and a half steals, you know, for nice little effort off the bench. I feel like I remember 12% I just, from three. Well, I mean, great, <laughs> great three point shooter, one of the best. 
dude, there's not many people. Okay, so for those listening at home, we got uh, some whack ass people left on this board. George Lynch. Who else do we got? Raja Bell. Oh, you got to take Raja Bell. Uh, Raja Bell's a good answer. Nazi Muhammad. Um, not a good answer. Not a good answer. Todd McCullough. Kevin Ollie. Billy Owens. Uh, Jermaine Jones. Tony Kukoc. Vernon Maxwell. Oh, you got to take Kukoc. Wait, didn't – I thought you took him. No, I took Tamron Hill. Oh, okay. I don't know. I think, I think George Lynch might be the answer, honestly, but – Oh, Pepe Sanchez? Oh, he didn't play that much. <laughs> Pepe so that. Pepe Sanchez was trash. Corey Blunt? Man, these are this last one's pretty rough. Monty, I can't believe Monty Williams is playing. Right? Get um Matt Barnes. That's crazy. Did we pick Kenny Thomas? Somebody picked Kenny Thomas, right? Yes, sir. I, I think like Tim Thomas is the answer. He was actually pretty good. Tim Thomas was good, but he, I don't think he was good for them. The story like of all these like, guys. Like he had like all the talent. He was one of those, you know, like what could have been guys. Because he was out of Nova, right? What year was he on that Maybe team? Ninety-seven. So. Maybe. Man, there aren't Maybe any like options here. Jim Jackson. Tim Thomas, ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Yeah, Jim Jackson might be the answer, which is fucking crazy. Man. I'm gonna go Clarence Witherspoon. I'm gonna, a, I'm gonna kick it back for you, man. Really 96, 97, Clarence Witherspoon. Ooh. Twelve points, eight rebounds, two assists, a block. I'm going Clarence. You know what? What Fuck can you Jim ask Jackson. for? And it's like one of those like well-known guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously. I mean, Witherspoon. I think he was on the team twice. I think he was on the team later in his career. So everyone knows, like. He was just that guy, you know, Clarence. Well, I mean, let me just show you a picture of Clarence Weatherspoon real quick. Oh my God, he looks good. Let me share the screen. Share the screen real quick. Oh, you see it? There he is. Oh my God. Wait. Oh yeah. There he is. Yeah, I mean, he looks familiar. You're talking about some of the best jerseys in the world, you know? He also kind of had like Eric Snow treatment as he got older a little bit. So the year before Iverson went number one, who got drafted number one? Ninety-five. Yeah. Was it Bradley? Sean Bradley? No. Joe Smith. Wow. You played for the Sixers, right? Yeah, he did. There you go, guys. Oh. Oh my God! What a move! That's on his highlight tape right there. It's I lagging. Enjoy. It's lagging. It is. Yeah. So like King oh, Missy actually oh I'm in a video. <laughs> yeah. of highlights. That's an interesting you have to be a friend or something. Amazing. All right. All right. I gotta head out, Dars. You guys can stay bounce. on. Yeah. But we got through the draft. You know, yeah, Clarence Weatherspoon rounding us out. Clarence Weatherspoon rounding us out. Yeah, like it, it goes, like, you know, just 20 picks, but it kind of feels like we're a pick 60 of, like, the regular. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine Iverson? Like, hours ago. I think, I think we're, um, like, <laughs> like, ready to mail it in. It's been a long week, boys. 
he handed the microphone over hours ago. So, yeah. <laughs> They're letting <laughs> animals pick at this point. Who were the Who were the two thousand NBA free agents? Isn't Isn't this the Duncan, Grant Hill, all those years, right? I think that yeah no that might have been a one but or is that what you said? Um, at the, after the year two thousand after the season ended in two thousand, isn't it like isn't that Duncan, Grant Hill, McGrady? I think they were after two thousand one, but I don't know. I might be wrong. Could you imagine replace one of our superstars with Iverson right now? If you replace Ben Simmons with Iverson, championship. Maybe. What? Not if he's just as inefficient. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, for real though. Like Nate, I don't know if you're on the call, but like Iverson's per thirty six. He's he's one of the only players I can think of that like his numbers go down in his per thirty six because he played so many damn minutes. <laughs> played like forty three minutes a game and he averaged so like, much. 30 points, and then his per 36 would be like 26 or 27. Opposite of Harden, who like goes up. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> I mean, he was like a hard guy to play with. He was kind of like how like Kobe was when Shaq left a little bit. Yeah. Like he kind of needed Shaq. To, I mean, he won with Al Gasol, but it was really, you know, once Shaq left, that was, that was some tough years. That's kind of how the Sixers were. Yeah. Basically all of Iverson's time there. Not like Chris Mims around, you know. Chris Mims? Yeah, no, it was like uh <laughs> Smush Parker. Yeah. Gangsta man, he's a gangster. Great player. All right. You'll close it out later? Yeah, I'll close it out later. Later, boys. See ya. See you, buddy. Nice seeing you. Likewise. I'm glad uh we got to experience this trash together. Yes. Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> Poor Iverson. <laughs> I'm gonna have nightmares. Later. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? I mean, we could like talk about kind of like this year or any year of the Sixers, but yeah, I don't. I mean, like I like I can't really talk about it anymore with Iverson. Those teams are bad. Yeah, They're really true. bad. We could all sing the Iverson commercial together. Who would have been best teammates with Iverson? Is crime. We can talk about the Sixers though. And that's an interesting topic. I mean, I. Uh, who would have been best player, like any player from any time or during that time? So let's say, yeah, let's say it was a. Uh, my thought was you can go a couple different ways, uh, but my thought was, in in the year he won his MVP, which is the year they went to the uh, championship, and they lost to the Lakers. In that year, who would have been the people that you would have picked to surround him with, to be able to beat the Lakers, including like people from the Lakers, you know? But so if you wanted to stick him with Shaq. Okay. Knowing that you couldn't, uh, I think it's like Shaq would play Shaq. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I just meant like you could. You wouldn't put like T Mac, Kobe, Iverson, right? You know, Vince Carter together because it just wouldn't work. But you know, is it Tim Duncan? And I, I don't know who else you'd, you'd put around him. You gotta put Arvidas Sabonis, man. You just I mean, he was nasty that year. You just feed Kippen. him. And this is realistic, like players, like a realistic team that you could do. What do you mean? I mean, like, I don't think it needs to be people that were available. It's just kind of like. I mean, you can't choose like Larry Bird. But, you know, he yeah, wasn't. who were the people in 2000 that you would put on his team that could have beat that Lakers team? Yeah, I, mean, I can do that. Yeah, right Oops. now I'm kind of thinking Tim Duncan would be my first pick. 
put Timmy up there. I mean, he would he would definitely be up there. I would think a pass first point guard would be a, a good one so that Iverson didn't have to bring up the ball. Yeah, like would you say uh, Jason Kidd? Yeah. yeah. That's a yeah, that's a good fucking option. And he was the assist leader that year. Like Kevin Garnett. That'd, that'd have been a good one. Kevin Garnett would be good. Who were the let's see like what the all NBA teams or let's let's be all stars, I guess. It's almost like looking through the players from that year. I mean Same. I'm trying to look for the stats. All right, so I'm just gonna like read off the NBA All Stars from 2001 real quick. Okay. So on the East, we had besides Iverson, Vince Carter, McGrady, uh, Antonio Davis, Jesus Christ, Anthony Mason, uh, Matumbo, Ray <laughs> Allen. Ray Allen would be a good fit. Mm-hmm. Stephen Marbury, Glenn Robinson, Latrell Sprewell, Stackhouse, Allen Houston. Allen Houston would be a good fit. And then on the West, we had Kobe Bryant, Jason Kidd. Chris Weber, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, um, Rasheed Wallace, Michael Finley, Gary Payton, McDice, David Robinson, Vladi Divac, Carl Malone. You know, a uh, little small, and I mean, this goes to your kid comp, John Stockton. Oh yeah, he'd been great for him. He'd been a good fit. Yeah, because um, he he could really he could shoot. You know, he could shoot. Yeah, I mean, like, it was like a different time, like Steve Nash. Like obviously, we're talking about totally different. Yeah. Year. I mean, Steve Nash would have been perfect. Well, even in that year, I think Steve Nash was pretty good. Um, I don't know what it is. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think that year I would have chosen Steve Nash or like Jason Kidd or John Stockton. Yeah. I mean, like maybe John Stockton. I don't know. Like at that point, John Stockton had to be near the end, right? Yeah, he was near the end. I think he had Gary Payton. Yeah, well, you're. Well, it's like crazy if you think back how different like the NBA has like changed. I mean, it's like Jason Kidd was like an amazing player, but in today's game, Jason Kidd would have he just wouldn't have worked. Well, he would have been Ben Simmons. You know, that's like yeah, but, but he doesn't have the size. Exactly. That's like mm-hmm. Ben Simmons will be fine. That's uh Oh, you're still good. Yeah. yeah. I mean the only thing he doesn't do is shoot threes. Yeah, I mean like he's not the reason why I don't like the team this year. I think the reason I don't like the team is Horford. Horford, yeah. Orford and um, uh, Tobias Harris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they don't Harris have. Is, he, they're both tough to watch. Like, like if they switch out one of those guys for a scoring type guard, like a guy that can shoot, like a Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> like a CJ McCollum, like a guy that can shoot a little better than Jimmy Butler, like a Brad, you know, like Brad Beal, you know, just like someone that can like create their own shot. Yeah. Depend on, you know, Ben Simmons and Embiid. I think yeah. that would be. Oh, ben Simmons be is the MVP this yeah. year of the team. Ben Simmons is like, nasty. Him and Embiid are nasty, man. I would like they need they need that two guard like Donnie was saying, McCollum mm-hmm. or Bradley Beal or like even somebody who's a tier lower. Um, yeah. Like I don't know, like somebody like a uh, somebody who's better than Redick, but in between those two, like I don't have a good example, like Bogdanovich or something like from the Kings, like or like, maybe. Right. You know, like, like like Spencer Dimwitty would have been a you know like a really good player. Like he's not that he's not that great, but on the Sixers he would be exactly what they're looking for. Yeah, and he's not even that good of a shooter, but like he's like someone that you know like at the end of the shot clock you can give to him because they just like stagnate. It's just, it's just like I just thought Horford was going to be a much better shooter. 
Horford's a tough spot, though. Like, he never played that role before. He was always, he was always, you know, he would get a shot maybe if he was like completely wide open and it would, you know, surprise other team. He was never looked to be like, hey, Horford, stand in the corner and hit this three. You know, what I, mean? I think that's like tough for a lot of players. That's, that's kind of what I remember what happened with uh, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, like when he first got to the Spurs. I think it was. Yeah. They kind of were like, you know, Lamarcus Aldridge, you're gonna be like our corner three guy, you're gonna start shooting threes. And his first year was tough because it was complete, you know, difference. He would, he would, you know, he, he would post up at Portland. He would do his like fadeaway jumpers, and he would get his twenty. And now they're asking him to stand in the corner. It's it's a totally different. Thing. Yeah, you're like asking him to wait and catch and shoot, as opposed to like dribbling yeah. a few times and getting a feel for the ball. Yeah, like I don't think that Al Horford's washed. I just think it doesn't fit on the team. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think they just overpaid him so much money. It's like why would you pay that much for Al Horford when there was like I would have rather they just didn't get anyone and just exactly. like for next year yeah. or just. Get someone a free agency. Well, they should have. They should have kept Redick at, you know, whatever, yeah, fifteen yeah. million a year for two years, and just. That was a huge loss. They just can't. huge loss. I mean, he he opened up their complete. Their offense is completely different without him. Yeah, I mean, you can't make up for someone that can, you know, can shoot like that. But if they had Shamit, you could have sort of made up for it. But we traded for Harris. And, yeah. they, and Harris is fine. We just overpaid for him as well. Yeah, like you kind of look back over the maybe past like four or five years at all the moves they made and didn't make. Sinsinki? Sinsinki got fired. If you really look at each one, it's been a rough ride. Yeah. And the point guards lately, I feel like they've lost a lot of ground by. um, Well, we stuck with McConnell for so long. And no offense. McConnell's the best. It is a waste of time. And (laughs) then Neto and Burks this year. Neto is terrible. Like, he stuck with them. He should have been playing Shake Milton and Zaire Smith yeah. that whole time. Yeah. Like, at least try to get something out of Smith. They're not even trying with him. Yeah, I agree. It's so, crazy. I mean, uh, because it's like when that trade happened for – McConnell? No. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Glenn Robinson Jr. and – like, Glenn Rice Jr. Whoever was – Oh, yes. Alec Burke. Alec Burke. That trade on Twitter was basically like a huge deal. It was like, oh, my gosh, they look, they found scoring, like they found outside shooting. Yeah, those guys are trash. (laughs) It's like those guys are complete garbage. He didn't hit a three in his first 10 games with the Sixers. Those guys are trash. They don't do anything. The only reason they're getting any like numbers or what they were is because they were playing for the Warriors who are terrible. Right. It's a. They're in a tough spot. I mean, like, they've basically just, like, pissed away years of just assets. Yep. Which is Ever like, since they wow. fired Hinky, they like, completely changed their game plan and, it, like, mm-hmm. accelerated their, their timeline for no reason. And now we're in a position where you're stuck. You're just – you're stuck with Harris. Right, it's like, too, because they can still make their way out of this. Like, like they still have, like, Embiid and Simmons. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. Like, they can make their way out, but the fact that, like, to this point, that they've handled it so badly. They need to find a way to get Horford. And, like, Brett Brown are back next year. I'd be very, I'd be very surprised. Uh, both of them should be fired. Yeah. Yeah. Because I like Brett Brown. Like, I actually think he's a good coach, but there's, there's something missing. 
Like you can't, like, I don't know if it's just, you know, like Ben Simmons or, you know, someone has to get through to Ben Simmons and say, yeah, you're an incredible player. Like, you know, work on like a mid-range jumper this year. Shoot the mid-range jumper. You don't even have to make it. Like, yeah, you shoot, gotta shoot it. You got to shoot it. Shoot the mid-range jumper, and it'll completely change your game. Yeah. But, like, for some reason, he just can't get through to the guy. So, Ironically, what they could really use is Drew Holiday, and they just – Oh, I would love that. They traded them away for Nerland's Noel and nothing. <laughs> I would love that. If they didn't get Horford and got Drew Holiday instead, Yeah, it would be, be a completely different team. Yeah. They need something like that. Yeah. Oh, man. We need to, like, dive <clears> – I'm not prepared to do that, but we need to dive deep into the Sixers in this, like, NBA season. I'm down for that. Yeah. It's, like, tough to – I mean, I think this year I've actually watched the Sixers least of, like, the past five years just because they're, – They're awful to watch. It's, like, pissing me off. It's I'm like, tough oh, to watch. I watch this game or shouldn't I? And I'm like, man, I'm good. No, yeah. I end up watching – I've watched so many other games at the same time. I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to watch this game. I'm going to watch, like, you know – I don't have like Bucks, Celtics, or whatever. Like you know, when Zion Williamson plays, just uh-huh. go off and watch Zion. Yeah, it's a point Montel. <laughs> that's a point television. I, yeah. They like. I think I the thing now with the Sixers is Tobias Harris. Like he doesn't have to be the best player on the team, but he can't go out and have four or five point games like ten times in a season. Because yeah. I'm sure he's probably close to ten single digit games yeah, this year. Yeah, I mean he he honestly is like the perfect third piece to a team. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's for the Sixers. Right. Because he's not he can't like, I thought that he was a better shooter than what he was before he got to the Sixers. Well their spacing is terrible. He so he he's a decent shooter. Their spacing's awful. Yeah, but like if you look at him when he catches the ball, like if you look at all like the great shooters, they're like ready and, like, willing to shoot as soon as they catch the ball. Like, they're, like, in the shooting stance ready to shoot. Yeah, that's not and him, for though. the reason, it's not the same shot every time. Well, he's, he's not a, ready to shoot. He's, like, at least he thinks about it before he shoots. It's like, there's he's a like lot. better you know, off the ball, though. I mean, off the ball. He's better on the ball. He's not somebody who can catch and shoot. He's, he's a let me dribble off of a pick and roll and shoot. He'd be a great six man. Yeah. I mean, like, he's. And not for this he's team. He'd be a great six man. He, because he's not. Worth, you know, like the max contract or whatever he got, he's not yeah. worth the money. So, yeah. like they could use like a Drew Holiday who could create his own shot. Yeah, if he's asked, you know. Yeah, and that, oh, and Drew Holiday can hit up. He can hit a, a spot up jumper. And Harris just well, the Harris too, can too, but it's just they're huge. Yeah. It should make their defense better. It didn't make their defense better. So, mm-hmm. this Drew Holiday can guard somebody. Yeah. Like, I don't even care about the jumper at that point. Like, like, you just compare those two guys. One can handle the ball better and guard people. Well, I'd way rather have Holiday. One can score better probably than Drew Holiday. Like, I would say Tobias Harris is a better scorer. But, I mean, he doesn't really – I don't know, man. Hit the it's six. close. I think if he would add like, – you know, when he was on the Pistons or whatever, he was on last, like, Clippers, Tobias Harris. Clippers, yeah. Like, when he was the go-to guy, he can, he can get some buckets. I don't know if Drew Holiday could really – Ever be a go-to guy? I mean, he he was when he was on the Sixers. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he was still like handling the ball a lot and passing it a bit. Yeah. yeah. Sixers package Al Horford, Tobias Harris, send him for Devin Booker and Dario Saric. 
Oh my God. That'd be amazing. Draft picks for Bring the homie team. back and draft picks. Bring there the has to be draft back. picks. Dude, if you yeah, and Sarge, I heard about amazing. that, and I heard they were talking on. They were like, talking about that. Together. No, they were not talking about that trade. Simmons and Booker were like hinting at wanting to play together. Here. If they got Booker and Sarich for Horford and Harris, I would. I mean, that I that wasn't the trade. I was just saying that, like, if we could just unload them, we could get Booker without getting rid of Embiid or Simmons. Or something. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Unless we gave like we have some first rounders in these drafts coming up, um, yeah. some really yeah. valuable ones. Not this. Years, but the following year, for the high school player. Are they bad first rounders though? Because didn't they like trade away that last one? Uh, that's a bias Harris one. Like they traded. Did away. they? I thought they still had. I thought they still had one from that draft. Could be. I think their issue is like on all these drafts, they just never draft the second rounder. They just always either trade the pick or sell it, or they draft that, you know, the Andres Pesachins dude who's never going to come to the NBA. Mark and our first round picks fucked us. Markel Fultz. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah I mean, us. Zaire Smith. Well, yeah, like the Markel Fultz thing, I'm not even going to blame anyone because I honestly thought that was a great pick. Like, I thought that they should have. He looked good. He was nasty. He was incredible. Like, he looked like the perfect fit for Simmons and Embiid. And then I'm not sure what happened to him. I don't know if it was mental or physical or yeah. what. It just didn't work out. And Remember actually, the last game? The first year, he had a triple double. Yeah, and but it was like, oh, he's gonna maybe turn it around this offseason, and then nope. He had a triple double, but it was so like it's like if you would um have you know like the manager on your team like go out on the court, <laughs> and it was like, oh my god, like and you're trying to give him a Steve, shot. I need to get like a foul shot, like that's a <laughs> it was like it was like that. It was like wow, like, I really feel bad for Walker Holtz. Um, he's I'm, so herky jerky, like well, the. With his shoulder, I don't know what. Because when, if you like, I sometimes actually go back and watch his highlights when he was in Washington. It was so like smooth, like like a shot. Mm-hmm. I don't know who told him to change it or what happened with his shoulder, but it completely <laughs> went haywire there. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Crazy. Yeah, Sixers are tough, man. <laughs> They're like a tough team to be a fan of, like especially now because. I want to like love them and like watch them, but it's like I really just don't want to watch the games. I'd just rather do something else. Agreed. What I do you think of Corkmoss? I like Corkmoss. I like Corkmoss. Twenty-two years old. I I think he's only twenty-two. So I like Corkmoss. That's my right. Yeah, coming I mean, because those guys probably play uh, professionally when they're you know fifteen, sixteen. I bet. Mm-hmm. What's nice about him, though, is like, I mean, his defense is terrible, but at least he puts the effort in. You know, like, he's been going like he's, a lot harder. Yeah, yeah, it's not like he just gives up. So he'll get better at it. He'll be a mediocre team defender, which is fine at that role with how big we are. It should be fine. I just hope we don't lose him because I feel like he's going to be a lethal three point shooter, like off the bench. And that's what we need. Yeah, he's like one of those guys, like, you just like watch him. Like, you don't even look at the stats. We just like watch him. He kind of has like, he has, like, some of those, you know, like, offensive moves that kind of – he's able, you know, like, you know, like the fake pass is like a pump fakes and everything. Yep. And, like, his off-balance, like, one-arm-up shot that he does. He's yeah. slow and goofy, but he, he can always get open. He and he gets like, a lot of four-point plays. He does have a lot of four-point plays. His feet are huge. Remember just, like, watching him, like, run around? He just looks, like, weird. Looks like, like a his feet are giant. 
And oh. I remember he was in the draft. He had some crazy crams in his highlights, and I was like, who's this dude? This dude might be crazy. <laughs> it was kind of like, it was like him and like TLC, right? And they both in their highlights were just like yamming on people overseas. Fucking TLC. <laughs> if like Corkmas is dunked, I don't know if I've seen him dunk yet. Corkmas. Dude, he steps on that sideline whenever he's on the side. He's one or two he's, times a game. His feet are every feet. time. They need to make that water. They. It's so annoying. Or just cut it off like they do in EuroLeague, where, like, there is no corner shot, corner three. Oh, yeah. Mm, I don't know if I like that. That's kind of weird. I think they should just find the court. Because a lot of players get called for that just trying to spot up for the three. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah, and they could push it out, but, I mean, honestly, you know, it's like court mod, just pick your fucking heels up. <laughs> I don't think he has the strength. He might not. His feet are too big. He can't lift his. He can't lift his heel up. All right, so we got our top twenty, starting with Stackhouse and ending with Weatherspoon. Crazy ass people, including Kenny Thomas, Claxton, Harpering, Keith Van Horn, in the top twenty for Allen Iverson teammates. Before we leave, Nate, you want to wrap a few lyrics? Yep, in honor of Iverson's shoe commercials. Hey, I'm Jay Kiss introducing the A6. It's all fundamental and basics. Yeah, those Reeboks are trash. <laughs> I wish I had a pair. <laughs> They're better than the Starberries. Yo, Let's go. <laughs> those $10 shoes that broke your fucking feet. <laughs> yes, Chris, I think I had like two pairs of the Iversons, one in all black and one in all white. They're kind of like the, uh, it's like the Air Force Ones, but like a little cheaper. So, yeah, nice to rock those. Dude, those were decent shoes. I feel like they were in competition with the and one shoes that Bowen used to shove down our throat. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were way better than the and one shoes. You could definitely get those at inside track on a, off of 322 near Walmart. You know what I'm talking about, I mean, <laughs> I've never been to inside track. Like, I would say Bowen used to try to, you know, push on, like, hey, like, I have these, like, converses or, like, some, like, new balances. <laughs> <laughs> His shoe, like his like sneakers were like high tops to the point where they were above your ankle bone. It was like basically a sock, but it was a combo. I mean, he needed those though. Yeah, that's true. I'll drink to that. Jabs it. He'd like jab step and then come up lame and be like, oh, oh man. Ah, ah." (laughs) (laughs) He played like, he played the first game until like it got kind of close and he was like, I don't want to be in this game if we lose. So let me just like fake an injury real quick. He would rebound and be like, damn it, Frank. Then he would be like, ah. Hamstring. Damn it, Frank. AJ, get in there. Damn it, Frank. <laughs> right, Bowen elbowed me in the mouth a couple years ago and cracked my tooth. A couple years and it ago. Took, it took forever to get the tooth fixed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was so, were you there for that, Donnie? Maybe. I don't know. He went and picked <laughs> the ball up off the ground and swung his arms up like he, he did in Showtime. Like back and <laughs> forth. And like broke one of my teeth. That's amazing. What's that? <laughs> so what do you say after? Nothing. He's just like, my bad. But he's like, that's game, bitch. And there's some <laughs> it's a stinger. <laughs> Come on, Nate. Damn it. <laughs> Go get me a beer. <laughs> on that note, 
All right. Do the uh, where did Bowen used to drink? What was that place called? Blue Ribbon. Blue Room. Blue Room. The lamppost. So soon. I don't know if you were there for that, Darcy, but Bowen was like, "Neat, get me a beer." When we were at Trokes one time, and he <laughs> saw us there, and he just yeah, like I started walking. He's like, "Neat, get me a beer." Never paid me or anything. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Were you there, Doc? Last time we were at Troves and we were there like for Christmas, and it was him and his son were there. Yeah, they that were time. Talking. That like, time he asked me about him a beer. Like they were talking to us for about like an hour, and I was like, <laughs> see my friend so drunk. Eating, like, like, you know, all year. I'm not trying to talk to them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, fellas. All right. Later, gents. Nate, say what's up to Carrie, man. We'll do. I'm going to go up there now and see her. She's probably like, what the hell is he doing? What is he doing? Have she just got home. Well, thanks for hopping on. Let's uh, yeah, let's do in a couple weeks. Uh, All right, current Sixers be a little yeah. easier for us to talk about. Way easier. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, Donna. Let me know if you want to play some Halo. Do oh, on no, some news, but... yeah. I'm just chilling here, so. All right, I'm gonna take a minutes. break or whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right. Peace. Sounds good. Later. Peace.